Hello, this is Ken Ferry, this week's Boots in the Field. Kind of stacking up to be potentially a different kind of spring. You know, the saying, uh, rain on Easter Sunday, we're going to have rain for seven Sundays. I don't know if that carries over to snow. Uh, if you have snow on Easter Sunday, are you going to have snow for seven Sundays? Begin to look like it based off of last week. A lot of rumbling about a late spring and what, what does that do for our plans and how do things change? And, you know, while we are behind last year at this point, it's really too early to go into a panic. Uh, we should invest this downtime in preparation so we're ready to go when it is fit. The guys have on our webpage, if you go to the webpage in the educational corner, um, they have posted our planner setup tips. It'll be a good time maybe to sit through those setup tips and make sure your planner is locked and loaded ready to go. And like I've said before, I believe our window is a lot wider today than it was a decade ago for planting corn due to a number of things from genetics to even climate change. What we do know for sure though, if we screw things up now, it will cost us yield throughout the season. I'm not as worried about the corn planters running because uh, I think if you're listening to this and you're a crop tech customer, you realize that you, you just can't mud corn in uh, and expect a good outcome. No matter what the date on the calendar is, it's just not going to work. We can get a buy with a little more on the soybeans. When it comes to corn, I think most of you realize you can't mud the corn in. My bigger concern though is in field conditions. When we um, get this field ready to plant. 80% of the compaction problems that we see later in the growing season are caused by the first pass in the spring, the one you're about to do. For my conventional till guys, jumping the gun and working those fields wet is gonna cause compaction. And while it may allow us to plant quicker, the sins of the spring just stay with you all season. Spring compaction wipes out wipes out everything that you did for your fall tillage. It kind of starts a clean slate with three inch deep roots or four inch deep roots wherever that compaction layer is. For the vertical till guys, pushing your vertical till pass in the spring is all about wheel tracks. If you go too early, the wheel tracks will become lug tracks and your harrows won't get them out and we'll be able to see them in aerial imagery as well as the height of the corn. So what I'm saying is don't let your neighbors dictate when you guys go to the field. You know, and we talk about weeds, and this is why we use fall burndown, so we don't let the weeds dictate when we're going to the field. It's a situation we're not worried about trying to get a hold of a, or slow down a heavy growth of chickweed or henbit out there. Your fall burndowns have done that for you. So again, for the conventional tillers out there, use the ribbon method we've often talked about where you bowl up, ball the soil up in your hand and push it uh, between your forefinger and your thumb. And if that's going to ribbon an inch or two long coming out of there, this feels too wet. I mean, you're going to do that about an inch below the depth of your tillage. So if you're running your finishers four inches deep, we're talking about going down to the four to five inch level and see how much ribboning it can do. Again, for the vertical till guys, it's all about wheel tracks, a situation where you don't have the luxury of freezing and thawing to take out any more of those wheel tracks. A perfect planting job later on won't erase the compaction issues that are caused by going too quick. 
this could be the biggest crop of your career. So let's not screw it up on day one. One of the other concerns I'd like to talk about, many of you guys um, have sent off your uh, seeds uh, to have the seed samples checked for quality. Well, if we're going to start these planters in marginal conditions, use this information, meaning that if you're going to go out here and get the first day willies out of the way with your corn planter and the conditions for the soil are cooler than you like, use your seed test to pick the ones with the best saturated cold scores. Don't stick something in the ground that's got a 75 saturated cold score the first day of planting and expect to be successful. Remember, seed tests only look at seed quality, not genetic vigor. So some hybrids just have more out-of-the-ground vigor than others. Now, we don't choose hybrids based on their out-of-the-ground vigor because it's not uncommon, for instance, for some of these what we call racehorse high-yielding hybrids not to have the vigor as some of your more standard workhorse varieties. Last year, we threw 22 days of misery at a lot of fields and even lots with good test scores had to be replanted. Seed lots with poor scores were easier to make our replant decisions because very little of it came up. But a good seed score doesn't guarantee you good emergence when you throw the kind of conditions that we threw at it last year. But it does up your odds of surviving that. So we're not gonna plant in tough conditions, but if we're getting those first day willies out of the way, at least use your seed samples uh, results to pick the hybrid that you're going to um, defend itself the best. I am a little surprised as I look at this year's seed samples, uh, the scores or the average scores aren't quite as good as I expected. For instance, uh, looking at the lot of them, the severe pericarp, this year 9% of the samples uh, that went in are above that 6% severe damage. Compared to last year, where only 3% of them were above that severe damage. Saturated cold scores right now, uh, about 31% of the samples that went in so far are below the 85% saturated cold score that we'd like to be above that 85 or above, where last year, only 26% of them. I really thought with the amount of replant that we had last year, that we would work through a lot of carryover inventory and I actually expect to see, you know, I guess fresher samples and higher results. Uh, but it's not there. So it may have something to do with the drier conditions last year that we uh, had to finish up some of the seed crop, things like that. But it's not as strong as I'd anticipated. We still got a lot of good samples coming in. I'm not saying across the board it's that bad, but the amount of them that are falling out of range um, has surprised me a little bit. But then again, if you're pushing those conditions, you're getting your first day willies out of the way, you know that um, you want to make sure all your planters are locked and loaded and ready to go. Use your seed samples again and pick your best seed for that first day event if you're pushing it. The guys are struggling trying to get the spring soil testing finished up. Kevin has sampled uh, in late fall while it was snowing before, but this is his first spring sampling that the guys were doing in the snow the other day. But they're going to keep chiseling away every day that it allows us. You might be pestered by uh, somebody in the office calling you and checking on conditions, but we're going to try to get this spring sampling cleaned up here in the next 10 days or so so they can shift their gears to the uh, summer sampling itself. So in review, take a chill pill. Be ready to go when it's fit. Don't give up the chance to grow the best crop ever in your career.
For the Corn College attendees out there that are listening, registration is open. The agenda and a welcome video is on the website. You can go there and click on the uh, Corn College tab to get yourself uh, registered and to see what the agenda looks like. So hope that helps. Keep her safe. Keep her moving.